the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. From the Brothers in K Fabe Studios, coming to you from a VFW hall in South Oklahoma City, Landon, Mr. Rasslin, to my right. How you doing, buddy? Man, Jake, I am doing great. As always, it feels great to be back here live on the Brothers in K Fabe podcast. It feels good to be live from our studio. Man, what a great day for those of you who do not live in Oklahoma. Um, we have been very fortunate to have weather that wasn't absolutely miserable today. It's been overcast. It's been a little a little rainy here and there. It's been amazing, but not as amazing as John Tenta making his way to the ring right now at 1996, <laughs> Bash at the Beach. Man, his skullet has finally warped into it. just a single ponytail on the back. Nothing on the sides, just a ponytail. I love it so much. That's fantastic. I, it, It's great. You know, Bash the Beach, 1996, what Landon is watching. We, As you all know, we always have uh, wrestling on. Oh, look at that VHS. It's gorgeous. That's a a hallmark of professional wrestling. Um, I'm watching uh, night number two of WrestleMania from earlier this year. Um, I wanted to rewatch it. I've been feeling nostalgic for that trip. I'm really itching to go on another trip. So uh been wanting to relive that a little bit. But Landon, how how the heck have you been this week? I've been good. Um, it's been a busy week. I feel like I say that every week, but uh, this week just ended up being a little, little crazy on my end. Everything was good. Um, we had a real late podcast last week, uh, which is doing great numbers, by the way. Thank you for those Fantastic. of you who have given the brothers in kayfabe a chance. We hope you will continue to give us chances. Um, if you haven't seen our NCWO heat is on vlog, please watch that. If you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, go back and listen. Guess what? You have almost 100 episodes. This is episode 87. We are on the road to episode 100, but that means if we're almost at a hundred, that means we have almost a hundred episodes in the archives for you to go listen to. And that's not including bonus 0.5 episodes. We've had Absolutely. several of those, so it, it, it's it's been a good week, crazy week. Uh, the reason I brought up late night recording was it was almost 1 a.m. by the time I got the pod uploaded, but it was, in fact, uploaded and ready to go by 3.16 a.m. when it goes live. 3.16 a.m. every single week. <sighs> yeah, it was a really good episode last week. All of our stuff we put out last week did really good numbers. We want to we want you all to 
keep on supporting. Help us out. We're gonna we're gonna do big things. I've had an okay week. Um, as most of y'all know, an attempt was made on my life by a set of stairs um, oh, two weeks ago, almost now, and uh, had some residual effects happen last night. I was walking home. I had a literal last minute booking uh, Saturday night. Um, less than 24 hours notice. Um, but luckily it was here in Oklahoma city. Um, I walked, I, I, I got home, started walking up, uh, the stairs. And once again, the stairs attempted to, uh, to break me. I, uh, I now have done something to my knee because of that stairs. And it's the knee that's been hurting hard since, uh, that whole incident happened. So, Something popped, something buckled. Um, calling my doctor tomorrow. We're gonna see what's what's happening. But right now, I've got my gimmick uh, to get me through. And uh, all I can say is buy some BIK t-shirts, buy some trading cards, uh, because the brothers got some medical bills to pay off. Hey, it's a it's a tough business on families, but. You know, Jake is a trooper. He he's going through it, but hey, we may not qualify for the Cauliflower Alley Club, but you know, fire march anyway. Take t- take care of us. We'll take care of you. Absolutely, my DMs are open for graphic design jobs. Seriously, his DMs are open for uh, digital conversions from VHS or DVD. Um, saying if you want a if you want a copy of Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety six. Just let me know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun night last night. Um, made my managerial debut. Keel Enterprises uh, signed a new talent, and and what a lot of people would call a number one draft pick, and that was Devion Devion Black, the technician, the piranha, as we like to call him. Dude is small but mighty, and uh, he proved it last night. Uh, took Mitch Onyx to the limit, and Mitch had to cheat to pick up the win. So um, we're going to get him back. I filed an official injunction with the uh, the front office at e- e- Empire Pro Wrestling, EPW. Keep wanting to call it EWO. Empire Pro Wrestling, we filed an official injunction with them. Um, that injunction also, uh, goes over to UWO as they're both, uh, they both work together. Um, so, uh, that'll be completely filed tomorrow since it is not a business day, but, um, yeah, uh, we're not happy. We're not happy with the actions of Mitch Onyx. Uh, for those that didn't see, we'll, we'll link that video, but, uh, he grabbed my arm and uh, made the ref look like I was choking him. So, uh, yeah. Uh, after that, he got the low blow on Devion. And, I mean, who's going to come back from that? Like, it's it, there's a reason why it's uh illegal move. So, but we'll be back. We'll be back stronger than ever. Keel Enterprises, we, we, we got our number one draft pick, and that was Devion. Uh, we're looking for more talent. If you want to join us, um, Kinzerkeel at gmail.com. 
uh, you know, send me over, send me over an email. We'll talk, we'll talk business. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's going good. It was a good show last night. Um, had its ups, it had its downs as every pro wrestling show did, but there's some talent there that's ready to break out. I mean, Mitch and, uh, Devion had the match of the night, Logan Knight and Adrian Vega had a great match. Adrian Vega I don't know if you've seen this kid. Have you seen him, uh, Landon? I've seen some snippets. Never a full match, but some snippets. He looks like he looks like a young uh, Samoa Joe, especially in his look. He's got that look to him. Um, he's going to be a big star. He's 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 young. He's got he's got to find his edge. That's that's what he's looking for. Um, but dude, the, I mean, him and him and Logan had a great match. Logan's Logan's been on a hot streak here lately too. That guy's gotten way better. And uh I mean we talked to him last week. That's a perfect uh segue into uh if you haven't heard that interview with Logan Knight, the spotlight. It's hard not to like the dude. He's he's an animal in the ring and uh he's a dirty player, but you know, it's hard not to like him after after that that interview. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal interview. If you have not listened to it yet, you need to uh, because last week's episode. If you're listening to this one, the previous episode, nearly two hours long, which is longer than we like to put out, but it was just too good. Uh, I tried to trim, but there was just nothing that that, that I could justify trimming. Um, that that one-on-one interview that Jake did with. Uh, Mr. Logan Knight is incredible. I highly, highly recommend you listen to it. Jimmy Hart is now shimming up the pole. I this is yet another unadvertised match on the card. Big Boss Man versus John Tenta, and it's a something on a pole match. And Jimmy Hart literally just shimmied up the pole. Which props to Jimmy Hart. It oh, it is a. I think it's a sock full of quarters. I think <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. But props to Jimmy Hart for being able. I'm both impressed and um, not surprised that Jimmy Hart could shimmy up right. a pole like that so quickly. Oh, yeah, that's I, a that's a quarter. That's <laughs> that's a sock <laughs> full of quarters. I do wanna. I do wanna. You know, go ahead and say. You know, I was a little worried about last week's episode. It being so long. And it's turned out to be one of our biggest, uh, biggest in the ratings. I mean, we got a lot of listens from that. So, you know, I, I don't know what <laughs> we have short episodes that do a lot lower late ratings. I, I was just, I was surprised by the turnout, but you know, after, after hearing his story, I loved it, but Landon is laughing right now. What's happening on your TV so, screen? Jimmy Hart won the match for big boss man, but our big boy, John Tenta, took the, the sock full of quarters from Jimmy Hart, pushed Jimmy Hart off the top rope, and proceeded to just nail Big Boss Man <laughs> with that sock of quarters. And as Big Boss Man, man, got him right on the jaws. Big Boss Man lays there unconscious, reaches in, gets quarters, and puts one over each eye, and then gets out of the ring. I love that so much. Man, but it's beautiful. I, love, I digress. I, I love pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. But uh yeah, man. Uh 
last night was was a big night for wrestling. That's let's talk about what the leading up to last night. Uh, two weeks ago now, two weeks ago now, Vince McMahon announced his retirement, and after speculation and um what's the word i'm looking for uh allegations. investigations allegations there we go <clears throat> into his um private life and uh things that may or may not have happened in the office um he retired and uh sent shockwaves through the wrestling industry because I, I can't speak for you, but we all figured Vince McMahon was going to have to die before he relinquished uh, his power, didn't you think? Yeah, 100%. And Vince has even said it that, you know, he was never going to retire. And he also made it very clear he was never going to die. Yeah. I think sure. it's ESPN. They did, I don't know if it was a 30 for 30 or an E60. They did one over, I want to say it was WrestleMania 24. Did a deep dive into it, and they got to sit in on a WrestleMania 24 creative meeting briefly, and then they have them leave the room when they're talking about uh, Undertaker versus Edge. And somebody jokingly says, man, you've been doing this a long time, uh, Mr. McMahon. Uh, are you just going to go until you die? And Vince says something to the effect of like, I'm never going I'll to die. never die. And I, I mean, uh, nobody in a million years would have ever seen this coming. Um, <clears throat> it's very unfortunate. Uh, not that he retired, but it's very unfortunate that he, the exit of his career, the the final final impression of his work is this. Um, it's even more so unfortunate that these events, whether they're true, whether they're alleged, either way that something like this would, would even happen. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, this is what happens to powerful rich people in the United States. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's unfortunate. It, it's horrible. Um, I, I always make the joke that you don't make it to the top without getting your hands dirty and nope. compromising morals. And then once you're at the top and you have lots of money and lots of power, it's not that, <clears throat> you know, it's no, it's not less of a moral issue or more of a moral issue. It's just that because of your money and your power, your effects and your resources are, are more devastating. You're, you're doing the same stuff. It's just more high stakes. And um, it's disgusting. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, it's no surprise. Uh, no. I mean, all you need to do is watch some clips of uh, the Vince's Devils storylines. Uh, the storyline with Linda in the coma and all that kind of stuff. It's just, uh, it's no surprise. No. It's really unfortunate that this is going to be the lasting imprint of his legacy because that's just the way of the world now. Let's it, just 
Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it doesn't matter what you've done. <clears throat> um, you know, the, the quotes, it takes a lifetime to build a legacy. It takes minutes to crumble it. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, especially in wrestling, uh, it's a mere, I don't know of anybody who, who gets out clean. Not you, a lot. You know, you, you, you can't be success. I think you can get in and get out, but I don't think you can get to the top and get out without um, there being more than your fair share of skeletons in the closet. I'll just say that. Uh, you know, you said it best that nobody was really surprised by this, uh, especially the, with the way he portrayed himself on TV. Uh, he's just especially those of us that sat through the attitude era and the ruthless aggression era. When you go back and look at that, Vince may be a really great guy, like to the people that he cares about, but he's also got questionable morals and you can be a great person and have questionable morals. It's, it's a tough situation because we don't know exactly what happened. But now that there's just more of this unexplained money that's gone missing and, you know, all these allegations are coming forth and they're like, yeah, I got paid $2 million to shut my mouth. And now, like, you know, they're finding that in the budgets from those years. It's just. It's not there's no way that all the allegations are false. Yeah. It's one of those things that, um, there's this term, (laughs) there's this term that is thrown around, uh, a lot of my line of work of, of being above reproach. And it's this idea that you need to be so far removed from misconduct and moral ambiguity and all these kind of things that, you can't. You couldn't even be falsely accused because right. you know you're you're so far removed from those situations. Don't put yourself in the situation. Yeah, um, it, it's one of those things. It's like, how do you? I look at it like this: uh, for people who wonder if they have the the addiction gene or if they have the alcoholic gene in them, how do you find out? Well, a good way to you know get concrete answers is to never drink. You know, if you never drink, you don't have to worry about the risk of, well, what if? You know, you can't ever get the situation where it's like, oh no, I have the alcoholic gene. Well, it's not my fault. It's like, well, like, this could have been avoided by doing that. Obviously, to a much more uh, from black and white to a lot grayer area, you have people where it's like, let me simplify it like this. You're a little kid there's cookies in the cookie jar. <laughs> you can take a cookie and you know you can get away with taking one. Right. Now, because you get away with it does not make it right. Amplify that a little more. <clears throat> and I'm not saying any of this is okay. You have people who, thanks to social media, it's super easy to um, be unfaithful in relationships and mm-hmm. to cheat or even just, you know, say flirty things that you would never say in person, but because of the power of social media, you can say that just because you don't get caught. Does not make it okay? Amplify that 
with lots of money, lots of power, lots of resources still doesn't make it okay. It's just now you have a lot more on the line. You know, I mean, whether it's you got to pay a lot more money because they know you have a lot of money to cover things up. But hey, the the higher your the higher your pedestal, the the longer the fall, the 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 harder the fall it's going to be. It's unfortunate. Um, but you know, specifically in wrestling, this isn't the first time we've had situations like this where you know. There are, I think there are situations where you can separate the art and the artist. Oh, absolutely. Um, but then I also think there's times where you can't um, because of what they have done. Um, obviously, the most notable example of that is with Chris Benoit and his legacy. Um you know, if internally to yourself individually, you're like, well, I really liked him as a wrestler when he wrestled and I liked him up until that point, you know, kudos to you. I was in that case for me. I, I can't justify. I can't know, be, watch any of his matches. Yeah, I, I can't, you know, <clears throat> because it's, it's all I'm going to think of. Exactly. It, it is stained it. And that sucks. Let me be clear that that sucks. Yeah. As somebody, it was the day after my birthday when the news of all that broke. Um, and he was quickly becoming one of my favorites because I thought, hey, like we might be seeing him in the world title picture. Then this happens. And, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, this, there are consequences to our actions. And this is a really unfortunate scenario where, hey, I have more reasons to justify not supporting you than I have reasons to justify supporting you. And I'm not saying the Vince case is 100% like that yet, but it's one of those things, you know, it's like with, you know, with any celebrity that has ever let you down with, you know, people in our lives, it's hard to separate that once, once the, it's troubles there. It's a fine line. Um, right now, I mean, right now it's hey, he had sex with some some women, and there's been a few allegations of assault, but for the most part, it seems just like affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's we're still in a innocent until proven guilty area with this. I, I do not believe in the current uh, thought process of guilty until proven innocent. Right. It it does Um, not make sense, but a guy like Vince, you know, and you're doing this and you're presenting what is supposed to be a family friendly product. uh, It's time for you to step away. It's time for you to step away from the office. Obviously it's not going to hurt his way of life. Because it's going to take a lot to happen for him to not, you know, be a, mi- a multi-million, excuse me, multi-millionaire. Yeah. Um, let, let's be clear. Vince McMahon innovated professional wrestling. 
Vince McMahon is the reason that we have professional wrestling as it is today. I do not like what has happened here. I will condemn it for as long as the day is long. And I'm glad that they have new power in, in place. But you, this is one of those cases where you gotta, you gotta separate the person from the art. He's made, he's made masterpieces. He's also made duds and that shouldn't be taken away from his legacy it's just stained now. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head that, um, you know, without Vince McMahon, there is none of this. There's no AEW. There was there, no WCW to the heights it got. There may not even be professional wrestling anymore. Yeah. It, and if there was, it looks very different. And the mass appeal, maybe you still have the real old school fans, but, you know, I would it, argue, Jake, you and I do not become wrestling fans. I probably do not become a wrestling fan. <clears throat> would we? Well, would we, I will be we, completely honest. I don't become a professional wrestling fan because without Vince McMahon, there is no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is the reason I became a wrestling fan. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead with what you're going to say. I was going to say, would the territory still be around? Maybe. Maybe. We don't We don't know what them lasting until now would look like. Um, because none of them would ever get to the, the level of WCW or WWF. Um, you know, I don't become a fan. You don't become a fan. I think, you know... We might live in a world where it's like, oh, yeah, like Mid-South is still a thing. World class is still a thing. Jim yeah, Crock you want to go to the matches thing. this weekend? Like, Yeah, and it might be one of those things, you know, we go and we poke fun. And it's like, oh, that was kind of weird, but, you know, that was kind of fun. That was, was fun, you know. But we're we're not drawn in um, like we were. And, you know, there are people, you can make the argument all day long that, well, by Vince going global, it killed the business and did this and forever changed it. And it's like, yes, did it permanently make the shift from professional wrestling to sports entertainment? Yeah. Yeah. But also, he turned it into a multi-billion dollar industry. He create, he made guys more money um, at the top than there was ever money to be. You know, he provided jobs for ring crew and production people that may not ever have those jobs. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, you, you look at just the... We talked about this a long, long time ago about, you know, what if Hogan had never turned heel? You know, all yeah. these kind of things. What if the Attitude Era had never happened? And it's you have these ripple effects of... If The Rock oh. never got as big as he did, The Rock never goes into acting, or at least to the degree that he is. Maybe he's still doing straight-to-dollar oh. bin movies. Think about this. You know, Vince never takes over from his father. We might not see Hulkamania. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing to think of a wrestling landscape without Hulkamania. Yeah. 
Um, get Terry the Boulder still doing his a, thing. You know, Hulk Hogan AWA. is still in AWA. And yeah, the question, the thing has been made. Hulk Hogan, ex- Hulk Amania existed in AWA, but it was never taken to the level yeah. that it would have been. He would have you stayed can, in AWA most likely. Yeah. You can, you know, there's uh, the saying about, you know, you can be as talented as you want to be. You can work as hard as you want to be. It does not matter until you have the opportunity for it to matter. You can right. be the greatest wrestler in the world. But, hey, if you never make it out of your town's local 50-person show, yeah. no one's ever going to know you're the world's greatest wrestler. If you're a great musician and you never get that break, that exposure, doesn't matter. <laughs> Visit Nashville, visit Austin, starting to become Oklahoma City. There are thousands upon thousands of talented musicians. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee the majority of them are barely making livable wages, if that. It's just one of those things. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, not everybody gets to go to the NBA. Not everybody gets to go to the NFL. But right. once you're there, you you know, you're prepared that when the opportunity strikes, you can do it. Same thing with Hogan. Same thing with Flair. Like, you know, there were people who recognized them, people who enjoyed them, but it wasn't until they got that national reach instead of just that regional reach, and then that national becomes international and becomes Mm -hmm. global, and then it's like, okay, you're a worldwide sensation now. And that brings me to a point I want to touch on. It's just, if you're a local wrestler, if you are a local indie worker, I want you to do three things. Three things will make you a step above. Number one, invest in your gear, invest in your in your work. You might be making money on the weekends. Go invest in your stuff. What you got there, Landon? Breaking news. Brian Myers... Matt Cardona and Spart Mark Sterling just interrupted the Impact World Heavyweight Championship match at Ric Flair's last match. I love that. Brian Myers walked out of the pay-per-view this afternoon. You knew they were building to something there. Something is there. So, so that's that's number one. <clears throat> invest in yourself, invest in your gear, invest in your work. Some of us are out there just trying to make extra cash. Take that cash and invest in yourself first. Yeah. We, Number two. we talked to go, go ahead. Keep going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's like we talked about last week with NCWO's production. Hey, the money you make. Put it back in. Put it back in. Well, it, all that stuff's expensive. Okay. Yeah. Then buy one piece of equipment at a time. And eventually, you know, hey, gear's expensive. Okay, then, you know, set aside the money for a pair of boots. And then right. in a couple more shows, set aside money for a pair of ties. And, and stand out. Yeah. So, number two, find a man not unlike my co host, Mr. Rasslin, and get original music made. Figure out your character and get the music to match. Number three, Google Drives and Link Trees are free. This is true. 
Make a link tree with every bit of your information. You should have social media on everything. You should have Facebook. You should have Twitter. Uh, you you don't have to have a Twitter, but you should have fa- at least Facebook and Instagram. Maybe TikTok. TikTok is video content. Video content is great for professional wrestlers. You definitely need to have a YouTube. And every bit of match footage you can get, every bit of promo footage that you can get, you need to be putting on that page. If you can't talk, find a manager to talk for you. On that Google Drive, have every one of your headshots, have your promo pictures on there, have your entrance music, and have match footage on there. Whenever you're trying to get booked, send that to the booker. Number one, it's all organized. And that booker's going to go, well, damn, this dude's got his shit together. Number two, you look professional and everything's here. Everything they need from you is right there. Almost every show I've ever been to, I've seen a photographer there taking pictures. You can get great pictures. So take take advantage of these things. Yeah. But but number the the ultimate of all of it is invest in yourself, dude. Like invest for all you young indie workers. If you want to make it one day, you got to invest in yourself. Yeah. You are selling a product. Like let's be real about how business works. There are producers and there are consumers. Right. That's how it is. How how can you convince somebody to pay money to either buy your merchandise or pay money to see you, even more so than that? You have to have something that is worth seeing. You have to see something that is worth believing in and, most importantly, supporting with their hard-earned money. And that's a really tricky tricky place to be, especially with the current trend of wrestling the last you know 10 years is... How many guys on the independents want to wear black kick pads? They want to throw elbows. They want to throw forearms. They want to do spot after spot after spot. It's like, cool. What makes you... Why would I pay to see you individually? Why would I buy your shirt individually when there's 15 people just like you? Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, be over the top to the point to where it's like, hey, we can see through that this isn't you at all. But finding right. that, you know, you look at literally the the best characters in wrestling are pe- people being themselves turned up to 11. You know why Ric Flair's gimmick works so well? Because at 77, <laughs> he <laughs> craves the spotlight and he craves money so badly that... He's coming out of retirement. He's resurrected Jim Crockett promotions. Right. But you believe him. Like, I fully believe that this isn't his final match because I believe he'll get divorced again and he's going to want more money. Um, yeah. uh, But it's just one of those things. It, it's how do you stand out? And, you know, I think something that hurts people is they are so eager to publicize or make public what they're trying to do yeah. before that it's ready that they shoot themselves in the foot. And you have more... There, There's no rule that says, hey, you can't... 
or you have to start before you're ready. It's no, like figure out your character before you're, you Absolutely. book yourself. You know, yes, you can have a couple of, you can have matches, continue to practice, but you know, don't market yourself. Don't blow your budget only to find out a month or two later. Oh, I don't think this, uh, this is the direction right. I want to go. Right. It's just, it, it's one of those things. I, a really good modern example is Danhausen. Love him or hate him. He has found a character that works, a character he can be committed to 100%. If you look at Danhausen a couple of years ago, and he is a generic CM Punk, uh, Finn Balor, bootleg, really yeah. scrawny, small guy. Skinny guy with abs. He's with tattoos. Got, yeah, tattoos, kick pads. He's got the slicked back hair. You know, he's taking pictures like this with his forearm. It's like, let me guess. You're, there's going to be a couple of, of her Karanas. There's going to be suicide dives. There's going to be, hey, let's have everyone stand outside the ring, and then I'm going to jump off the top rope, and they're all going to catch me. But Let's, now you look at what he's doing, and it's like, hey, he found that. He stands out. Well, let's talk about an even smaller example than that. A, a personal friend of ours, Clayton Bloodstone. He started out as Tristan Thorne and had really not much of a gimmick there. He was a guy that came out with white tights and face paint. And as he went on, he found his character. He became the hunter and it changed his career because now he's super over as Clayton Bloodstone and he's, he's the trophy hunter and the, you know, it works. He found something that works that he likes that he can make an extension of himself and he's killing it. Johnny Cove, another guy that's been on this show is killing it because he's figured out the character. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things where when it's natural, when it's organic, and more importantly, when you believe in it, you can't fail. It's really clear when the difference between somebody who is confident and believes what they're doing <clears throat> and somebody who is not confident and they're trying to convince themselves that no this right. this is who I am it's like no that's not that's not who you are i have always in my sports career been the rah rah let's let's go let's do this type of guy that's always been my i was always a motivator type person And that came out last night. So I'm an extension of myself. Who I am whenever I'm circling that ring is me cranked up to 12. And we've broken the knob. That's where I've cranked, cranked it up to. That's all you that have Hulk to be. Hogan. There's a Hulk Hogan quote about that about cranking your knob till it breaks off but but we're not going to go there we're not anyway go there you know we got off on the tangent on the indie wrestling scene but like go ahead but here's a really good segue jake because just like 
you know, once you find something that is different and stands out, especially when it's something natural and people believe, you get box office attractions. Mm -hmm. You see something that is worth paying your money to watch. It is something that is worth carving out time to watch because you see a difference in, oh, let's say... Your character who is a legitimate, believable, tough guy, but you have no character depth, and eventually you can't just be the the strong, unbeatable guy forever because right. it's going to run its course. And so then you get to be yourself, and you get to grow a beard and a top <laughs> ponytail, and you get to wear a cowboy hat and cut off flannel shirts, and you get to drive a tractor to the ring and have an incredible resurgence in your career doing the most entertaining stuff you've arguably ever done in your career. That is true. And it's because it's yourself. And so that brings us to SummerSlam. Um, I think that this had a lot of eyes on it that normally wouldn't have been on it ready to watch this show last night um, because everyone's wondering how's it going to change and let's just say uh it started early in the show <laughs> yeah um we had a banger of a match for a women's title match to start off the show it was one of the perfect sh- starting points because triple h is in charge triple h is in charge creatively stephanie is in charge of the company with Nick Khan. Nick Khan is there to do the financial side. Stephanie is there to run the wrestling side. And so she's going to put her faith in her husband because who better than the cerebral assassin? Yep. The guy that has made a career for himself out of someone that nobody wanted. And he's still here. So, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch go on first. Great match. You know they're both going to deliver. Have you ever seen a bad Becky Lynch match? Yes, I'm but I say won't say outright bad. <laughs> there have I've been seen, mediocre ones. Yeah, there's been mediocre ones, but it's normally not all her fault. Right. I would say that uh, it's very few and far in between. I don't know if I've seen a bad Bianca Belair match on the main card yet. She's great. She's fantastic. She is the the new face of that division. And hopefully she's there for a long time. She's, she's such a great role model, too. Her whole thing is just believe in yourself and you do. But it was a perfect start for the show. Yeah. It's one of those things with Bianca especially. It should be... And they should have done this right off the bat when, you know, we got their their first match at Mania. You know, you strap the rocket, you run its course, and once it starts getting stale, then you change it up. You start adding drama. You start adding dynamics. Because in this day and age... I mean, I, I I bet we could genuinely count them on one hand the number of real genuine baby faces 
though I'm talking not just a good guy or a good girl. I'm talking somebody who, you know, can be a role model for children. Somebody that people want to grow up to be like. Somebody that parents are like, oh, man, like, that's so cool that my kid likes him. I think you've got Cody. You've got Bianca. You've kind of got Drew. Yeah. And, and that's that's really it for the entire business at this point because you've lost Cena. You know, everyone else in the business, their version of being a face is kind of being a cool heel or being right. a tweener. You don't have anyone that is just cut. And you can be a white meat baby face and still be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, totally. you look at the majority of Hogan's career. Every kid wanted to be Hogan. Say your and prayers it, and eat your vitamins, dude. Exactly. And, uh, of course, you have the people who are like, oh, that's stupid. That's for kids. But then you bring him in with incredible matches and incredible storytelling. And so it's, it's larger uh, than life. Larger than life. So I, I love that we have Bianca in that role because it's natural. You don't have to force it. You don't have to justify, oh, she had to change her heart, so now she's someone you can look up to. It's like, oh. no, like, I'm, I, I believe this. So it was a great, great way to start the show. I'm going to bring it in from a different point of view than you have on this. I, as most know, I'm wearing the shirt today uh, in nearly, I think, almost exactly four weeks now, I will have a baby girl. And Bianca Belair is one of those types, type of people that I feel good about buying her action figure to give to my daughter. I feel like she is someone that I can expose my daughter to and know that she's going to get good values from that person and a solid, strong female role model for her. And that is what a baby face should be. Yep. And I don't, she's not the type that I think you're going to see scandal from, you know, nudies being leaked. Everyone has their skeletons in their closet, but like, and Becky to a certain point is that way too. She's just more of a uh, rebellious version of that. Um, but I I feel the the division is in very capable hands, and arguably one of the most uh, one of the biggest role models you could have out there. Um, so great match uh, had a huge surprise that has Triple H's. <laughs> name all over it and what was that Landon you had Bailey returned which it was kind of like maybe Bailey's just gonna retire or maybe the injury's way worse than any of us ever thought because she oh dude has been gone for a long time for a year close to yeah. a year close to a year um but with her, you had Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Um, Dakota both, Kai, though. Yeah, both previously released. 
No, um, EO has not been released yet. But or, yeah, been, that's right. Dakota was been released. Strong rumor. Yeah. Well, she even wasn't it EO. She put out even tweets saying like she wanted to go back home or. There was there was strong indication that her foot was out the door. So, just to reveal my cards, I'm watching Ric Flair's last match right now, and the camera is on Undertaker, Mick Foley, and DDP right now. Interesting. When Interesting. when did you ever think you'd see Undertaker at a non WWE wrestling event? Just even in the crowd. Mm, never thought I'd see that, but I mean, it makes sense that he's there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very, I, I'm curious, but you know, Vince is retired, so he there are no consequences to face. Uh, but back to that, it it did was you, interesting. Did to, you order that with the company card? <clears throat> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yes. Um. I will say it's just interesting. Um, it was a nice surprise to see the three of them back. I'm very curious. Oh man, it's main event time. Jay Lethal's making his entrance. Um, but I say that it'll be interesting to see how it's handled on Raw. Yeah, and how it's handled on SmackDown because here's the uh, we talked about this. You know, we're not going to see overnight changes with everything. We're going to see some little changes. Um, you know, even in, you know, there was a brief resurgence of good WWE in 2016 when SmackDown went live. There was a little bit of competition between the two brands. Um, it was exciting. Like I was watching everything weekly again. I was watching every pay-per-view. Two hours is still a long time to fill with entertaining wrestling. Right. Three hours is even longer to fill with entertaining wrestling. Absolutely. And so it'll be interesting to see because for the longest time, the wrestling model was we're going to saturate you with as much content as possible that it doesn't all have to be great versus in the attitude era, Ron SmackDown were one hour each and pay-per-views were maybe three hours. Right. And it's a lot, you know, uh, a movie can be a lot more entertaining than an eight, eight episode, eight hour TV series. It, it's it's interesting with just how saturated it's become. But hey, last night felt quick. Yeah, it surprisingly went by Um, because last night was a four hour show. Well, I'm OK with that for for a pay-per-view Four hour, five hour. Yeah, especially one of the big ones. Here's my thing. I'll, I'll watch wrestling all day long as long as it's worth watching. So, you know, we we had the big surprise, though, at the end of that, which has Triple H's fingerprint all over it. I mean, all over it. Um, the next match was Logan Paul and The Miz. Um, guys, I don't like Logan Paul. I don't like him. He's He's not a good person. It seems. But dude can work. And this goes to a conversation we were having beforehand. How is it that Logan Paul is already a better worker than than Dominic Mysterio? It's 
insane and there should be no it's got to be a level of excuse. want to i i think it is here here's the thing everybody there is nothing better than when a second or third generation wrestler their their father more often than not passes the torch to them and they take it and run. There are times where it works great, and there are times where it sucks. There are times and I'm not, that you get David Sammartino. Yeah. You know, and there's times you get the natural Dusty Rhodes or Dustin Rhodes versus Gold Dust. You know, they're or Black Rain, even. Shout out to Roger for that one. And you know, there's there's just this difference in okay, you don't have to be a carbon copy of your parent, but you have the gifts and the ability to be just as entertaining, whether it's being an, being a, a spitting image of them or being something completely new and fresh. I mean, absolutely. Bray Wyatt didn't come out and be IRS. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He pat, he he made his own path and he, he worked for it. Yeah. Was um, Randy Orton a cowboy? No. You know, was was The Rock? The Rock, the Rock tried to be Rocky Johnson and High Chief Peter Maivia and got booed at every building he was in. It's, uh, it's, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's one of those things to where, you know, Dominic, he got to skip NXT. He got to skip developmental. Right. He got to train privately with his dad and who his dad approved of. And got to skip a lot of the dues that he would normally have to pay. And he got handed the golden ticket of, hey, we're going to start you on main TV, teaming with your dad, going against established talent. I mean, one of the first things Dominic does is he gets in a program with Brock Lesnar. He gets right. in a program with Seth Rollins, like literally tops, like you are given everything in the world to succeed. And we still have a bland guy wearing Rey Mysterio's outfit, but a little too tight for him moving really, really slow in the ring. Cannot cut a promo to save his life. Cannot get a crowd behind him. The only pop he gets is when he tags in his dad and when they do the father-son 619. Right. And it's it's a shame because he has all of the tools to, to be entertaining. He has all the tools to be successful. Um, I, I've shared with people a couple, a couple of times, and I'm not saying everybody in the business needs to needs to be a bodybuilder. I think you need to at least look believable that you could fight somebody. Um, I mean, Harley Race is a perfect example. No one believes Harley Race was a bodybuilder, but you believe if he was going to fight you that you probably weren't going to win. I wish OVW was back, and I wish they would send Dominic down there to get in better shape and yeah. to work on a character because he is not TV-ready. Ray can't wrestle forever. I mean, stem cell therapy and knee surgeries can only go so far. What's going to happen when Ray retires and we're stuck to Dominic? They they don't have any more luchadors. Right. They fired Lucha them house all. Party, yeah. Lucha house party's gone, so I don't know what Dominic's going to... 
gonna do. Um, but yeah. man, like L- Logan Paul, Logan Paul, hats off to him. I mean, yeah, the dude can work. They had a very entertaining match. Uh, the Miz is just like that secret MVP of the company. Like everybody can't stand the Miz. And like Logan Knight said last week, last week it's his favorite wrestler, and he deserves it. It, it was very entertaining. I think this whole storyline with the Miz and Ciampa is going to send Ciampa to the moon, uh, like you were stating last night. Yeah, it like just to have him, and you not to discredit anything Ciampa's done, but you know, in ring work can only get you so far to a mainstream audience, right? You know, what is what is it that you have to lure them in to want to see your in-ring work? And I think by putting him on the extreme, like who would have ever imagined he would be with the Miz? Like you would you would never expect, you know, Blackheart. Um just this I dig it though. Solemn. Yeah, and it's perfect for him because it's going to stretch him as an entertainer. Yeah. And I think you know, it's going to be kind of a, a slow progression, but I think with the opportunity to see it, it'd be a really good progression for him. So, you know, next match, Logan defeats the Miz, which it should happen. You're building a star there. He's going to be one of the next big attractions is Logan Paul. <laughs> and next is Bobby Lashley defeats Theory. I love Bobby Lashley. I'm ready for his stuff to be done with theory because it's just not doing him any favors. It's not doing theory any favors. Um, defeats him by submission in four minutes, 45 seconds. Um, the Mysterios versus the judgment day. The only good thing about this was edge returned. Yeah. And it, I mean, it literally felt like the, the purpose of that was just, hey, here's how we bring Edge and back. I think Rhea Ripley is going to be everything that... Uh, he's got the big gold. He's got the big gold. It, baby, it is the last episode of Nitro all over again. Flair's going out wearing a shirt, but hey, you know. Hey, you know. He's got his robe and he's got his belt, and that's all that matters. Sorry th- to interrupt you, Jake. I think Rhea Ripley is going to be everything they ever wanted China to be. Yeah, easily. She Re- she could work a lot better, and that's she's she can work. She's attractive, and she is she's a menacing looking person. Yeah, she looks like she could go out and hang with any man on the roster. It's just, I can't wait for her to win a singles title. That's not a women's title. I, I know it's going to happen. Hey, uh, to quote Clayton Bloodstone, why is Ray, Rhea Ripley so much better shape than Dominic? Why is she more muscular exactly. than him? Why is she more believable than him? Because she puts in the work. Yeah. Every time I I put on Instagram, I see a picture of her working out or a video of her working out. She believes she believes in herself that way and she works her ass off in the ring and in the gym. My gosh, the the sparkles on the back of the shirt. I love it. 
This is fantastic. It looks like he has a shirt on under the shirt. I, too. I think he. it looks like he's got sleeveless Under Armour underneath it. I mean, I'll give him a pass. He's 77. Right. But also, I mean, and I love, no disrespect to the nature boy. We've, we've seen flabby old man flair for. But he also shouldn't have worked after he wrestled Shawn Michaels. So. Right. Yeah. He put himself in this. Yeah. Once he, um, once he started, started getting off the, the brother juice and started deflating and impact it, you know, but Hey, that's when your character carries you along. So, uh, the Mysterios win. I, I think Ray is getting ready to disappear. I think it's, it's about time. I hope that he can, can stop now and be able to live a fairly normal life and not be too torn up. I know he's very torn up, but he still can move really good. And he doesn't look like Matt Hardy out there limping to the ring and, you know, all of that. But next match, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin, another guy that just entertains the hell out of me every time he's on screen. Pat McAfee. What a great pickup WWE got with yeah, Pat McAfee. Yeah, like he's got the, we talk about all the time, he's got the mainstream appeal to get eyes on the product. He's got the credibility in the sports world, in the news world, in the entertainment world. I mean, literally has all the tools. And the fact that he went and got trained by Rip Rogers before even doing anything for WWE, like out of his own pocket, in his own spare time, loved wrestling enough that he's like, hey, I'm going to go to a credible school. It's just like, it's amazing. It's incredible. Remember remember when they signed Pat McAfee and everybody groaned? Yeah. And now he's one of the most entertaining things on the screen every night he's on? Yeah. Remember when, when Pat showed the difference between someone like Gronk who comes in for a payday and does not care to be there versus somebody who is happy to do it for free but smart enough to not do it for free? Right. Right. So, uh, Pat McAfee defeats Happy Corbin. Um, tag team championship matches next. Uh, wasn't, did not live up to the hype um, that their last match. The Usos and the Street Profits, they put on a great match every time they're out there. Uh, but the last one that they did was just that much better. You, uh, you can't top it. It's hard. It's hard, especially two straight pay-per-views. It's hard to it's hard to go back. Um, we did not see a single title change last night. I just no. realized that. We we did not. Um, street profits are breaking up soon, aren't they? They gotta be. I mean, it looked like they were teasing it a little bit last night. Um, I mean, we all know that Montez is going to be the star of that group. Yeah. You know, we, we say jokingly, but you know, Montez is Sean and Dawkins, Dawkins is, is, is Marty. It's, you know, that's not to discredit Dawkins talent or anything. That's just how it is with tag teams. Rarely do you ever get a tag team where they both become successful singles. Right. Um, four minutes and 35 seconds. 
Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. I thought this match was everything that it should have been. It is. Because you have, you know, let's just look at how Liv has been presented her entire career. Yeah. When she was with the Riot Squad and everything, she was never the serious. She wasn't the one you believe was going to win the match. She was the one to take the beating and then make the hot tag to Ruby or Sarah. Yeah. yeah. You know, she gets in the I'm, rumble. She gets in the rumble every year and gets tossed out really quickly. Good just, for her winning money in the bank and cashing in in a smart, believable way. Right. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of how they're booking her. She's she's one of the top baby faces that they've got. But she's not going to be if she continues to be the, oh, you're going to beat her up and then she wins by some weird thing. You're just going to have no character there before too long. Yeah, you we're seeing a similar thing with theory about how allegedly theory is, you know, the next big project for WWE. But, you know, he's a whiny, bratty heel, so he gets to get beat up all the time. Eventually, at some point, it's like, you can only lose X amount of times. You can only get obliterated on TV X amount of times before you can't recover from it. Right. And I think we're seeing that with Liv to where, do I believe she could beat Ronda one-on-one? No. Do I foresee that happening? No, I don't think it should. I think they what they did last night because they kind of booked themselves into a corner. It it was smart. But now the main thing is, okay, Liv is still champ. How are you going to build up her credibility from here? Right. You know, you can't have her thankfully Bailey's going after Bianca and Becky because you can't have her beat Bailey or Dakota or EO cuz they just came back. Right. You know, I guess you could have her beat Natalia, but what? It, once again, what is that worth? You could have yeah. her beat Tamina. Once again, what is that worth? Carmella. Right. Once again, what is that worth? And so it's it's interesting. She deserves better. Um, but I thought for the situation the, the two found themselves in, they did what was best. Don't 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 take away from this that I didn't like the match. I loved the ending. I thought the ending was a very innovative way to get Ronda heel again because let's face it, Ronda needs to be heel. She has no charisma to be a baby face. Mm-hmm. So, and a baby face ass kicker only works if you've got uh, some charisma. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I loved, I loved the, the schmage with, Hey, you know, both of them technically lost the match. But we, there's only one ref, so like, who's gonna be able to pay attention? Mm. So you know, we got we got the the count. Uh, it was a good come down match. I know that like they expected the Usos and the Street Profits to be a lot better. Um, I don't see why we needed to have a guest referee. That was Jeff Jarrett. I will say it added nothing to the match for me. It added nothing, but it was also I can't think of the last time I saw a special guest referee that didn't get involved and right have spots. Sure. So I, I appreciated that. I just don't think 
this was the match to do it. I think that would have been better for like Ronda and Liv. Yeah, I agree. Because in in this high stakes of a match, you kind of expect a little bit of drama. Um, liter- man, it put him in the Brock Roman match, and that would have been great. So let's talk about Brock Roman. Yes, please. 23 minutes exactly. This was such a fun match. This was... We have talked about it ad nauseum, and all wrestling fans have, about how much Brock Roman, as a feud, it's it's always a great feud until they ring the bell. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a, okay, <sighs> suplex, suplex, uh, F5, spear, F5, F5, suplex, suplex, spear, Superman punch, one, two, three. Yeah. It's been the, it's been the, both the Brock formula and the Roman formula for the last several years is how many times can everybody hit their finisher? Has That's Brock what, ever defeated Roman? Yeah. A few times. Because they this was match number nine, I believe. Godly. In their career. Because <clears throat> there's been a couple where he's just obliterated Roman. But you have the unstoppable Roman wave where it's like, you can't beat him with your finisher. Well, you can't beat Brock with the finisher, so you got to hit you know, five Superman punches and then a spear and Brock's got to hit, you know, 10 suplexes plus a couple of F fives. Um, this is, I thought this match was, and I understand it's not everybody's cup of key tea, but this is a perfect example of larger than live sports entertainment because we have seen them do the spot fest. We have seen them, go at it for 20 plus minutes. We've seen them do move after move after move. No funny business. And it runs its course. Last night was number seven. Last night was number seven. Um, so this one, I'd say easily their best outside of their first matchup at WrestleMania 31. Um, this was great. Absolutely. Because, of course, Brock is a farmer and he is strong and Brock's going to do whatever he wants. So why am I surprised that Brock drove a tractor to the ring? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Am I surprised that Roman had the Usos get involved? Absolutely not. Am I surprised that Brock, being short-tempered, got fed up and used the tractor to lift up the ring. Absolutely not. It, you know, (laughs) it's cheesy, but it was entertaining. It was so entertaining. It was one of the most entertaining matches I've seen in WWE in a long time. And I'm not talking like it's a five-star classic. Like, no, that's not what this match was. It was so much fun watching them just beat the crap out of each other, trying to make the other stay down. Brock doing cowboy shit like Brock does cowboy shit better than uh, Hangman Adam Page. It's one of those things 
like you said, it's not a five-star match because it's not supposed to be. Not every match can be Flair Steamboat. Not every match can be Sean Brett. And it doesn't need to be because then it doesn't mean anything. Right. But also not every match can be over the top crazy like this. But we haven't seen anything remotely close to this in a long, long time. Mm -mm. And it was incredible. This was some Attitude Era stuff. Yeah. That's why, like, the as horrible as Braun Strowman was, when they first started having him do strongman stuff, it was incredible. Because you believe that he could flip vehicles. You believe that he could do crazy feats of strength. And then they took it away from him because he needed to be a baby face and be super strong. And what happened? All of the steam left whenever he won the title from Goldberg. Yep. You know, it, it's one of those things to where it was perfect for what it was. Um, and, you know, it's kind of hard to say if there will be another match because you do have the story of Brock wants his revenge because of how humiliated he was, but you also have it to where, Hey, like that was a solid clean ending where Brock just got beat so bad that it makes sense that him and Roman don't fight anymore to whereas I, I had this complaint with, you know, some of the, in AEW, the Jericho Appreciation Society versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club is, and it's not just with that feud specifically, but we see like these big matches that escalate, but they don't really mean anything because yeah. then you have the next, like the fact we had anarchy in the arena. Hey, but next week we have blood and guts. And it's like, oh, so right. that's the end of the feud. And then it's like, nope. Well, no, because we've got this match and then we've got this match. Also, now it's going to be a barbed wire death match and there's a shark. It's just like, yeah, you. It's almost like comic book booking at that point to where it's like, OK, the bad guy never get really gets beat because he's going to come back. Right. And it's one of those things to where you need those clean endings. You you need the what, what's the phrase on. Looking for you need that full circle, you know, everything finished how it was supposed to. And then you move on to what's ever next. And hey, you can circle back around to this. But it's like, you know, Terry Funk retirement. Every every match can't be a retirement match because yep. then it doesn't mean anything when you do retire. And it doesn't mean anything if someone said, I retired Terry Funk. It's like, cool. So it was everybody for the last 20 years. <laughs> um, it was way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I knew it'd be hard hitting just because of the stipulation, but Jake, you pointed out Brock picking up just a corner piece of a table that they had broken and oh, bro. swinging it like a it was, brick at Roman's head. Beside the tractor, it was probably my favorite part of the match. It was it was wonderful. So, uh, hats off to them. I mean, they made something exciting. They obviously took what had been said and were like, we're going to do something different. We're not doing that match again. And the Triple H era is here. That's what I've got to say. There were differences last night. There were things that 
we haven't seen before. And there's a new smell in the air. I will and say, I, I did like, they showed a Charlotte video package. And they showed a Kevin Owens. The Kevin Owens package, I mean, that did more to build Kevin Owens as a star than the last two years, minus the Stone right. Cold program. Right. I, I'm going to say this. The best thing about Vince not being in the back is that Michael Cole is money right now. Literally the best commentating Michael Cole has ever done in his career. He's so good. And we all knew he could do it. But yeah. he had so much BS that Vince was feeding him and telling him, oh, damn, pal, don't say that. Yeah, it's to been not the, have him screaming in his ear. It has He's been so the relaxed. WWE method for years is you, you have your heel commentator in Jerry Lawler or in Corey Graves, but everyone else, your job is to tell stories out there and to plug what you need to plug. Right. You know? And obviously, he's going to be like, yeah, and tonight is brought to you by Snickers. Snickers, uh, you know, you're not you when you're you're hungry. You know, that kind of thing. That has to happen. But, like, yeah. it, he's, he was smooth. Everything felt like it w was working correctly. I loved it. It was probably one of my favorite things about the whole night is that the commentators didn't sound like they were afraid of what they were getting ready to say. Yeah, we we didn't have Brian Saxton and Tom Phillips reminding you that, well, don't forget that later up this week on the WWE Network exclusively, we got NXT where we're going to see a rematch between so-and-so and so-and-so. Also, who could forget Carmella is money? Yeah. And you, you know, really, since you could argue that since JR hung up his hat in WWE for good. You haven't had a motion on commentary, period. And I think the only reason JR and there's been that rift between JR and Vince for so long, but Vince also trusted JR enough because of JR working in the office. And so right. I think he got a pass <clears throat> to whereas Michael Cole was brought in to be that, you know, to be the straight-laced guy with no Absolutely. charisma. And that's who he's been, except for his heel run in 2011, where he had the coal hole, and him and Jack Swagger took on Jerry. The Lundberg. coal mine. The coal mine. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's... Like, even that in itself is great. Now, I am curious to see what on earth Bruce Pritchard does, or even how long Bruce Pritchard... Stays in WWE. I don't think he'll stay very long. I don't think so either. Hopefully, hopefully Kevin Dunn is gone soon or at least put into a different role. And here, here's what I'll say. Nobody beats WWE production. There will never be a wrestling company that can lace the boots of WWE in terms of production. But there's a lot of changes that need to happen. There are a lot of changes. Um, you know, there are format changes as far as, you know, a lot of people have complaints about how rapid the camera cuts are and all this stuff. You know, nobody does a video. Pa the shameful thing about Vince's exit is 
that we're not going to get a Vince McMahon tribute video. Right. We're not going to get a retrospective because that could have easily been the single greatest wrestling package ever put together, and we will not get to see it because nobody does it better than WWE, but also nobody puts on boring three-hour shows more than WWE or horrible, horribly long shows or just the production issues of like, hey, we're going to plug in audio. That's not happening. And, it, you know, it. I think there's a lot of exciting changes. That's not to discredit anything people have done, but, you know, you, you can't just... What am I trying to say? You can't just doggy paddle forever. At some point, you have to forge oh, forward and to continue the momentum. So I think it'll be good. I think we'll see smaller incremental changes. Um, I think the goal of WWE is not just to have a better product, but I think it's also to, okay, Vince took it this far. How is the team that's there now? How are they going to take it to the next level? So that uh, WWE continues to to grow and continues to dominate. I think you're going to see people who actually have. Go ahead. I'm just Rick Flair is bleeding to nobody's surprise. I saw someone post the meme just now that said, uh, You've still got it, bro. Calm down. He's done a side headlock. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's modern. That's modern wrestling for you. When the only thing that has happened has been a collar and elbow tie up, and then a couple of drop downs, leapfrogs, and they're chanting, "This is awesome!" It's like, no, this is in every single match, right? But yeah, man, it was great. It was a great start. I'm I can't wait to see uh, more. I can't wait to see more of what's happening. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun going forward. It's going to be great. I you know, it's not going to be all sunshines and rainbows. I know that. Yeah, but it's going to be nice to see a new perspective on the product and one that is not stuck 20 years ago. Yeah, the. The most hopeful thing was 2014 NXT where every single match on the card on every episode had a story to it. Right. There were no just, oh, you know, here's two guys that are going to wrestle 45 minutes. It was, no, here is why they are wrestling. Here's what led them to this point. Here's what's on the line. It was cohesive. And I, it like, it, it sucked me in. Way more than I thought. I literally, I tuned in for Sami Zayn and for Finn Balor. I did not care about anyone else in NXT because it was just either a bunch of green people or a bunch of indie people coming to do spot after spot. But seeing the presentation where every, it was like old days of WWE where every match on the card had a purpose and had a story and was therefore worth watching. And... uh, The hard thing is at some point NXT, you know, became super bloated with not just everyone they already had, but just snatching everybody from the indies at all costs. And you did get some good stories here and there. You had a lot of good matches, but there's just this period of, 
okay, it's just understood every match is going to be 25 to 45 minutes long. Right. And we're going to see, we're never just going to see a one-off match. We're always going to have it, you know, Cole Gargano, one, two, and three. Okay, now we're going to have DIY implodes, Gargano versus Yampa, one, two, and three. You, you know, you have these series of matches. And so I, I hope with Triple H, it'll get to the point to where everything is meaningful. Opening match is meaningful. Popcorn match want. is meaningful. Instead of, hey, now every we got a three-hour episode of Raw, so every match is going to go 20, 40 minutes because that'll get old. No. Real quick. No, that's not what we want. And that's one thing I don't like about AEW. But everything's got to be meaningful, even the squash matches. Yeah. And and so. you can do that. But, you know, that's uh, the future's bright. We'll see what happens going forward. And uh, I think you're going to see more of the old guard go away and more people I would not be surprised if we see some people back in the company that had been let go. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai has already shown that, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. It's, it's, it's a whole new ball game. So you know, we, we've talked about this a little bit before of, uh, you know, Cody and triple H have never been on the best terms, but allegedly have squashed the beef. And we hope that's true. I hope it's true because I think with Triple H's openness to building stars and getting other talent mixed with Cody. In Cody's mind, Cody's the greatest wrestler in the world. And he will not believe anything differently. And what Cody believes is true 100% of the time in, in his reality. And so he is the only one in WWE who will step on Triple H's toes and call him out on his crap. Yeah. And be like, you know, hey, you're wasting money on this guy. This is stupid. You need, Here are the three people you need to sign. Right. Hey, your booking is terrible. This is how you need to book. And I love that. You know, I... Hey, some of the best stuff we ever got was Cornette and Russo working on it together with JR trying to keep them from killing each other. Exactly. So. I think we could potentially, there could be something there where those two together, I know Cody doesn't want any creative roles. He doesn't want any executive roles, but I think, you know, him just being like, Hey, can I come talk to you for a second? This sucks. You need to do better. Like, right. I, I think there's right. room for some good, pushback i think it'll be good well landon you know we've had a really good episode so far um let's take it home buddy i go let's watch go watch that main event that's my homework for the week go watch that yeah. main event uh, it, it, if you haven't it's it's great so um i will be uh back managing Devion here soon so look out for more of that. Add me on Facebook at Kinzer Keel. Um, follow the Brothers of Kayfabe Facebook page, the Facebook group, and the Twitter page. Go like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all of it to our YouTube, to our podcast. Buy the merch. 
We've got some newer merch up on the T Public. Now that I've made multiple pro wrestling appearances, I qualify for pro wrestling tees. So that's going to be coming up soon. Um, Landon, do you have anything you want to plug right now? Hey, if you've got wrestling tapes or wrestling DVDs you want converted to another format, let me know. Reach out holla, to me. Holla. Um, like if you if you've got VHS tapes you need converted to DVD or digital, I'll do that. If you got DVDs you need converted to digital, I'll do that. If you need them reverse engineered and you want modern VHS tapes, let me know. I'll take care of you. That's that's all I've got. Once again, watch SummerSlam. Um, not a bad card. Not a bad nope. card. It was fun. Um, pacing was good. Flow of the show was good. There were some long video packages and stuff. You can skip. You can fast forward through that. Watch the matches. The matches themselves are good. But ladies and gentlemen, let's give them what they want. And that is what we do best each and every week as we continue to pioneer and forge away in the weirdest, weirdest decade of pro wrestling history since the start of 2020. For Jake, for Landon, this is the Brothers in Kayfabe, and you are just too sweet for life. See ya, guys. Oh,